0: That's how social media especially makes it look. Every house is pristine and laundry's cut up and everybody's happy and everything's great. And that wasn't happening for me. And that's what kind of spiraled me mentally with some of my first was just setting the bar at a place where I didn't even know where to put the bar but I just put it somewhere way too high. And then when things were not going as planned, it felt really heavy for me. I'm Amy.
2: We have a treat for you guys today. My friend and Instagram famous mother, Carrie Locker joins us. We see a lot of Carrie on Instagram, but on this podcast episode, I really wanted to dive into her behind the scenes so that we can all get to know her better. We'll cover some of the topics that she's so well known for as a postpartum RN with nearly a decade of experience caring for moms and babies. And more recently, she furthered her credentials and became a certified lactation consultant. Carrie, I feel like you're the mom to so many. Obviously, you have your four precious kiddos, but you're also this mother figure on Instagram that is helping so many moms that are coming behind you. So I would love to know what inspired you to get started on Instagram serving moms.
0: Well, I am so happy to be here. First of all, thank you girls for having me. As far as starting on Instagram, I just felt like there was a huge lack of education about what happens when you actually bring your baby home. How do you take care of yourself? How do you take care of this new child? What am I doing? I feel like I even felt that way. Even with my experience as a postpartum and nursery nurse, I got home with my first baby and was like, whoa, what is going on? Nobody told me about this. I don't understand why this is still happening. What do I do about this? So I started diving into, you know, kind of figuring out ways to bring that type of education to my patients at work, as well as moms here on Instagram. It was funny because I used to just mention on Instagram here and there, just with my small little audience, like friends and family who followed me and maybe some like friends of friends. And anytime I would say like, oh, I'm going to work or I'm a mom, baby nurse or anything like that, I would just get an influx of questions about it and people who were like, well, I just had a baby. Do you know anything about this? Or do you know anything about that? And also at work, just serving patients and all of their questions, which are so well-rounded. I was like, man, there just needs to be more education about this all around. So that's kind of why I got started in this space. And it took off once I started sharing more information.
1: Well, as somebody who's on the receiving side of it, it's just so helpful. There's so much uncertainty when it comes to the recovery and breastfeeding and just what to do in those early postpartum days after your first, definitely. But as we all know, it can change with the second baby, third baby. I mean, you have four babies, so it can look different in every single journey. It's not the exact same situation. And as somebody who just finished exclusively pumping for our third baby, I know how different that breastfeeding journey can be, even with the same mom. I knew how to breastfeed, but because Owen has Down syndrome, he has lower muscle tone, he has, it's just more difficult for him to be at the breast. So it was really challenging because I love breastfeeding. So Carrie, I love breastfeeding and it was hard for me because I wanted that same experience with our third and it just, it didn't click right away. Mm -hmm. But I love your account because you're such a champion of women feeding in whatever way they can or whatever way that they are choosing to do with that baby. And that's not always the case. Like when we look at these breastfeeding positive accounts, sometimes they're just saying one thing. So can you talk about why inclusivity of these different feeding types, whether it's breast or a combo or a bottle feeding is so important to you?
0: Absolutely. So honestly, like you said, we don't know what we're getting into with each journey. It's going to look so different no matter what type of experience you have with your previous children, or as a professional, like myself, I still struggle with breastfeeding too, you know, so in kind of seeing that, I think it is so, so important for women to feel like they can embrace their feeding journey, whatever way it happens. Sometimes people are going to choose to feed a certain way. Sometimes they choose to feed one way and it ends up working out another way. And they should be able to feel okay celebrating that. Of course, it's important to let them grieve the journey that they wish that they had if they didn't get the opportunity to feed their child a certain way that, you know, they were envisioning, but it's also important to let them know that it's okay. Their baby's being fed. Their baby is happy. Their baby's loved, secured, you know, like all of those really important aspects of motherhood. Like there's so much more to motherhood than feeding your child. And I feel like society kind of hones in on and centers in on like breastfeeding and breast is best and all of that. And I'm a CLC. I love breastfeeding too. Like I am here for it. But I also think it's important to understand that, you know, some babies go to the NICU and some babies, you know, need help and support in other ways with feeding due to low muscle tone or things like that. Some parents just choose to formula feed and there should be no shame in that. Like they're feeding their baby, their baby's happy, their baby's comforted, loved and supported. I don't understand why we need to make a big deal out of it. You know what I mean? So I just felt like it was important to make women feel like whatever their choices or whatever their situation is, they should be supported in that.
2: I totally agree. There's so much going on behind the scenes for every family that you have no idea about. Like my first breastfeeding journey was a disaster. It hurt so bad. I was in tears every time I was feeding I was getting all the help. I was at the lactation consultant. I was trying my best, truly. So it's like, if we could just be a little bit more gentle with our moms and the way that they are feeding, I think that that is a really important message to take home already from this interview.
0: Absolutely. 100% agree.
2: So Carrie, you and I are kind of in a similar space because a big part of our heart is to serve moms. So you do it on Instagram, you have courses, you have guides. I have expecting and empowered. Mm-hmm. And one thing that stands out for me is that we have this similar passion for protecting moms because as we were just talking about motherhood especially right away can be a super vulnerable time it's hard it's exhausting and the mental load of taking on too many Instagram accounts is real I've heard you talk about this in the past so I wanted for our listeners to hear your stance on not following too many accounts because that can really tend to and overload a first time mom, but even a seasoned mom, like I regularly check in on the motherhood accounts I'm following and edit it and make sure that the accounts align with the way that I want a mother. I like how they're teaching. They're not shaming me. Like those are kind of my boundaries. So I wanted to get your take on this and, and let people know how you like the accounts you're following to pass your vibe check.
0: Absolutely think it's so interesting, specifically with Instagram, how things are so targeted to you. Like I was talking the other day on stories about like the targeted ads. Like it's almost like they know I have a baby. they know I'm struggling with sleep, and so I'm getting all of these recommendations for things, products, people, et cetera. And it's so overwhelming, even as a seasoned mom, it is so overwhelming. I get on my feed. And being that I am in the motherhood space, I feel like my feed is inundated with other people who are in the motherhood space. And sometimes it's too much, it's too much noise. And so I really do think it's important to curate your feed to be what you want it to be, maybe following like one to two accounts in each space. So like one to two baby sleep accounts, because I know people love using social media to educate like myself. I know people love using social media as a consumer to actually get this information because, as much as I hate to say it, you go to the pediatrician, they do the weight check, they do the measurements, they say, Oh, how are things going? And that's kind of it. It's very basic, you know? So I feel like it is cool to get on Instagram or TikTok or whatever you want to do and see people who are professionals in this area willing to help educate you. But I do feel like some people get where they're teaching out of their lane or out of their scope. And I think that it can be hard when somebody has a license, you trust that person and their judgment, but then they start talking about things that are like not really their specialty. And that's where things start getting a little dicey for me. So I think it's important to find like one to two accounts in each area that you're looking for help, or you're looking for some guidance, like baby sleep or starting solids or postpartum or like working out that type of thing. And I think it's important to find somebody like look through their page, look through their highlights and see like, do I enjoy listening to this person? That's what I mean by passing the vibe check. Like, do I enjoy listening to this person? And do I like feel engaged? Like, I want to sit here and listen to what she has to say. She's keeping me interested. And like, is the information that she's presenting something that makes me feel in a good space and not shamed. Like I feel informed, but I don't feel shamed. You know, I think that that's really, really important. And that's what I try to do myself too, because it does get really overwhelming really fast. And just as an example, like I'm a mother baby nurse. That's all I've ever done. I do not educate on labor. You don't hear me talk about epidurals. You don't hear me talk about like laboring and fetal strips or like, I don't do that because that's not my specialty. I stick in the lane of moms and babies and breastfeeding. Those are my specialties. And that's what, that's what I'll educate on. And I am all for, you know, other influencers or people or fashion bloggers or whoever sharing their journey when they have a baby, like, Oh, we're doing this. I love hearing other people's journeys and I love sharing my journey, like with my kids too. So I totally get that side of it, but there's a difference between sharing your journey and educating people on things. I think that's kind of where there tends to be a bit of an overlap or it gets a little bit dicey sometimes. So I just hope people are willing to kind of look through somebody's feed a little bit, see if it's somebody that they're interested in keeping around, and then you can keep them for as long as you need them
2: yeah two things to follow up there number one what you said at the end it's like when i had my first child and he was a really pretty good sleeper i felt like i knew a lot about baby sleep you know what i'm saying and then your second one comes and you're like oh my god forgive me for anything i said because this just went totally trey almost killed me and i've been very open about that like Four months Trey was like trying to kill me so we just have to be careful that when we have an experience we don't all of a sudden think that we are masters of it and I have done that before so I'm just speaking very plainly and then sure. the second thing that I wanted to say is here's what I will say about Instagram is it can be as healthy or as unhealthy as you make it so mm-hmm. I recently had to mute someone And you know, I could have also chose to unfollow, but I'll give her another chance. I muted her because I'm like, she's just so aggressive right now, and she's going Uh through her own things. But it is just, it's not worth me going to her story every day and like getting in an argument with her in my head because I don't like argue with people on the internet. (laughs) But any of us have the energy to be sitting around you know getting so angry at someone that doesn't even know that we're having an argument with them so i was like okay this is not healthy for my mental space let me mute her so i think sometimes as women we have to take our power back and be like you know what if this woman isn't serving me right now that's okay i'm gonna give myself the break and myself the space and then maybe come back or maybe move on
0: yeah absolutely
2: What I also find is that when
1: you follow too many of the same type of accounts and in motherhood obviously there's so many different accounts, there's conflicting information and it can get really confusing if you're following too many because one person's saying one thing, someone else is saying another thing. So that's just another thing to just clean it out, make sure that the ones you're following are true to you and they feel really good. And before we hit record, Carrie, we were talking about families and about motherhood and Teddy, your youngest, made four. So you have four (laughs) kiddos and Amy and I we're always just so blown away by people that have four children. And I think that many women, when they look at a family that has just one more child than them, they're like, how do you do it? How in the world are you doing it? So Carrie, (laughs) what is the most challenging part about having four kids? I know there's probably a lot of challenges, but also what is the best part? Because I know there's also a lot of really good things about having a big family. Oh my gosh.
0: Yes. Yes. So I would say it is challenging. Just like I feel like th- this is kind of a similar answer. Anytime you have more than one child, is just like trying to split yourself between everybody because there are days, Teddy, my youngest, who's five months old, you know, he very much still needs me for everything. Right. And there are days where it's so much. And I feel like I'm barely able to give anything to my other kids. And that makes me feel really shameful and really guilty. I give myself a lot of mom guilt on that behalf. And luckily my amazing husband picks up the pieces as far as like helping keep the toddlers wrangled for the most part. But there are definitely times when I hear myself, okay, I want to do bath night with the older kids tonight. Like you go hang out with Teddy for a little bit. I want to do bath night with them because I just feel like I like miss them almost, you know, I mean, toddlers are crazy. So it's crazy to say that, but I feel sometimes it's just hard to balance between all four. So that can be challenging. And I also feel like, In general, it's challenging to to like try and make dinner and do homework and answer all of the thousands of questions you're being asked all the time. And then Teddy's crying and it's just like, I can't be everywhere at once, you know, like it just gets a little overwhelming sometimes.
2: A quick break from our partners over at Gooder. You guys know how much we love Gooder. They are so fun. They have come out with new blue blockers. So I love the modern day snake oils, which have been around for a while, but I am telling you, I have my eye on the working it from home. I also really love that insert coin to continue. So if you're a fan of blue blockers like Abby and I are, even if it's just to make your outfit a little bit cuter, you can head over to Gooder. That's G-O-O-D-R.com. It's awesome because you can try them on online and they have a ton of sunglass options too, which you know we love and we are looking forward to when that sun starts shining brighter again. So again, go to Goodr, G-O-O-D-R.com and you can use the code herself for 15% off your first order.
0: And then as far as the best part, oh my God, I've always wanted a big family. Always, always, always. And my husband, Mark, has always been open to a big family too. At first we said like three to four, and now we had Teddy and we're kind of like, are we done? I don't know. Maybe one more. So I love the feeling of, I only have one brother, so I do not come from a big family. Mark has two brothers. He doesn't have, you know, like a huge family, but three kids is better, you know? So, I just feel like there's just so much love, and there's just, there's always somebody there for each person. So, like, even as the kids get older, I know like my girls always have a sister, and my boys always have a brother, and they can turn to each other. They can turn to me, Mark. I feel like it's just so comforting to have all these kids. And to be honest, I kind of thrive with like the loudness (laughs) because I'm a loud person, as you can probably tell. I am a very loud person and a very like, Busy person. So, having a loud, busy household is something that I actually don't mind at all. <laughs> Probably the opposite of most people, but those are some things I love and those are some challenges for me.
2: That's really interesting. I have five brothers and sisters. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Whenever anyone hears that, they're like completely floored. But I loved it. I loved the energy. I love that there were so many people. Like it was such a good childhood experience. And so I was very used to the chaos. Drew has one brother, and Drew is like the most organized, least (laughs) like he's loud in certain ways, but he's definitely like it overwhelms him. So it's really Mm -hmm. interesting to hear how all of our personalities kind of come out. When we're parents and some of us can take the loudness, whereas Drew, Abby, other people, like they just struggle with it so much. And so them imagining four kids is like...
1: (laughs) Carrie, when you were saying I just thrive in the chaos and the loudness, I'm like, we could not be more different with that. <laughs> nope, <laughs> nope. You almost sold me when you were talking about the big family and how comforting it was. I'm like, oh my gosh, like Lucy That's could have so a sister. Cute. And then you said that I'm like, nope. Okay, I'm good with my decision. <laughs> yes. Oh girl,
0: oh girl. It is very loud here. Like this house is is very busy and crazy and chaotic. So <laughs> loudness is just a part of it. I feel like.
2: For sure. Okay, I do want to dive into your area of expertise, because what I know is that you have experienced postpartum four times yourself. Obviously, we learn from each experience we have. And then you've literally seen hundreds of women and their babies in the hospital. So I want to know from your perspective, what does it seem like we're missing when it comes to preparing ourselves for postpartum?
0: Oh my gosh. I feel like the mental toll of it, which I'm not saying like everybody is going to have a difficult postpartum journey by any means, but I feel like we all still have those moments where we either feel just like touched out or you don't know what you're doing. And we start to, like I was saying earlier about mom guilt, like you start to get into the cycle of blaming yourself because you don't know what your baby needs at every drop of a hat, every cry, every given moment. I almost feel like society puts that on moms. When your baby's born, your world changes, which it does, but your world changes and it just comes naturally. You just become a mother and it just like all clicks, you know? And I'm like, okay, yeah, but no, like, like there's definitely still parts that are trial and error. There are still parts that are a huge learning journey. I'm five months in and I'm still learning every single day with Teddy and I'm four babies in like each experience is so different. And I feel like too, it's easy for us as new moms to be like, Oh, well, my sister had a baby and this happened with her. And she just did this and it ended up working out. And so we think that we can kind of follow that same path. And for some women that may work, but not for everybody. And so if you hear that, like something worked for your sister or your friend, and then it's not working for your baby, it can feel really isolating. Like, well, what's wrong? Like, why isn't this working for me? So I just feel the mental aspect of postpartum is one big thing that many of us are not prepared for, whether that be just, like I said, being touched out, feeling guilty about things not working, not knowing what you're doing, that type of thing. I feel like we get somewhat educated on like caring for ourselves physically postpartum, but mentally, I feel like we don't get much prep for that.
1: Carry that answer. Like, everything about that answer, I think that the women who are listening, each of them can see themselves in your response right there. And just the fact that we're always learning and that it's just not one size fits all with any mother, with any child, with any situation, like that was just so good. We needed to hear that one. And a break from our podcast sponsor, which is Third Love. The New Year is a time of reorienting our lives around the things that we value. And one of the things that both Amy and I value and are trying to do this year is lowering our expectations. But the good thing with Third Love is that you can keep your standards high. So 2022 is the year to do right by yourself and third love knows comfort and fit are essential to feeling your best, especially for busy mamas like you, which is why they designed their kinetic sports bra to support you every step of the way. So some things about this kinetic sports bra, it can be your new best friend. It's designed with unmatched comfort. It has the best kind of support and you can do high intensity workouts all the way down to casual weekend errands. It's available in 22 sizes, and it has a flawless fit, support, and comfort that you deserve. What's really neat about this one is the back closures and adjustable straps. You guys, it's so comfortable, and they're so cute online. So we can't wait to grab some of our own. And as always, 3rd Love does comfort so that you can do you. Everything from their bras, underwear, activewear, and feel-good-all-day wear are designed to hug better, hold stronger, support longer. And Third Love obsesses over every stitch so that you never have to think about how something feels, looks, or wears. And there's over 100,000 five-star reviews. Those definitely don't lie. So if you haven't already, jump on and take the fitting room quiz. It'll match you with the perfect bra, underwear, or casual attire that is made for you. And right now our listeners can get 20% off your first order at thirdlove.com slash herself. Again, that's 20% off at thirdlove.com slash herself. Everything about this interview so far, I'm like, I'm just loving this interview right now. This is <laughs> way long overdue, Carrie. This has please, been so please. great. I know, I know. Like, I can chat all day. I'm happy to. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you alluded to this part a little bit earlier, but one of our listeners asked, how do you balance recovery with the needs of the baby and family. Mm-hmm. And it feels like I mean you have four kids. So when there's more little ones at home already and they're demanding, they're needing you, you've even said it. I can't be everywhere at once. Yes. It can be a real challenge. So go into this part of it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's hard too because it's so important to take care of yourself physically and that's why I think it's important to. I think I posted a reel the other day about it like set the alarms on your phone, remember to take the medication cuz it's so great to have like your partner at home with you, those first, you know, however long they can be off first week, two weeks, whatever they can do. But then when they go back to work, it's like, Oh my God. Okay. Like what is going to happen now? Like I can't hang out here with my baby on the couch doing contact naps. If I have a toddler who's also at home. So there gets to be quite a shuffle and quite a figuring out of what the balance is going to be. And it's hard to split the time. I think it's important not to, set the bar so high in our heads, like lowering the bar, letting ourselves know that every day is going to look a little bit different. And some women have that help with their partner when they first get home and some women don't. So I think it's important to kind of look at your situation. If people are willing to reach out and come help you in any way, I was so bad about accepting the help. I don't know if you guys were that way, but with my first, I was like, I need to do everything. This baby needs just me. Like I need to keep up with the laundry, the dishes, baby. Like that's what people do, right? That's how social media especially makes it look. Every house is pristine and laundry's cut up and everybody's happy and everything's great. And that wasn't happening for me. And that's what kind of spiraled me mentally with some of my first was just setting the bar at a place where I didn't even know where to put the bar, but I just put it somewhere way too high. And then when things were not going as planned, it felt really heavy for me.
2: I think that so many of us have gone through that. I don't know what it is about having that first baby, but you're thinking that you're going to be super mom like your bar is so high and then what you said about help was exactly my experience i will tell everyone with every child i've had i have three now i've accepted more help with each of them because not only do you maybe need it but also like you realize that it doesn't say anything negatively about you as a mom i had to give myself the permission like this doesn't say anything about you as a mom this was never meant to be done alone. I have nothing to prove to anybody. I'm so happy. If anyone wants to come help
0: me, come on over. Like, Yes, exactly. No, that's so, so true. The fact that we think We can just do it all, all the time and not accept the, like, I don't know where that comes from, but I definitely did that with my first, like my parents would even be like, Hey, do you want us to watch it? Nope, nope, nope. Like, and now I'm like, please take my children. (laughs) Take anyone, anyone you want. (laughs) (laughs) The
2: other thing that came to my mind with that answer is that we understand that everyone has different options. Everyone has different help. For me, it was an option that I could send the older kids to daycare. So I really gave myself permission to do that. These older boys can go. They can get their energy out. They love their daycare. And I'll be here with the baby because I know that that already is such a huge job. Just to take care of one baby is hard. So I wanted to add that. Okay. So another listener question that came in for you was about your husband, Mark, and they wanted to know how he handles the chaos of four kids. So we know we want to know a little bit of the behind the scenes of the two of you and how your partnership has grown as your family has grown.
0: Totally. The locker household is wild. So (laughs) Mark and I both actually do pretty well with the chaos. I feel like in different ways, though, and we're really good about balancing each other, like he'll start getting frustrated or do something where I can tell he's touched out and then I can kind of step in and vice versa. If if he can like feel that I'm starting to get frustrated, I feel like he's really good about stepping in. Of course, he gets to be like the fun dad and I'm like the, you know, (laughs) the mom who's like, it's time for bed, you know. So we have our own things that we like are really good at as far as parenting. And I feel like it balances each other out really well. And Mark is a lot of fun with the kids and he's always up for like taking them somewhere, or doing something fun. And he's also really great about like offering to take the older kids to do something or go outside and play when it's warmer out, of course, to go outside and play and just entertain them. Well, if I like just need some time with Teddy, like where maybe he's having a fussy spell. And I'm like, you know, frustrated because the kids are asking me questions or, you know, just typical realistic motherhood here. You know, you've got toddlers at your feet asking for snacks and this and that, and telling you things, and then you've got a baby crying and it can get really overwhelming. So that's where I feel like Mark's really good about stepping in like, Hey, let's go take a bath guys, or let's go outside or let's, you know, whatever. And so I just feel like honestly, having a partner who, we've been together forever. So we kind of know each other's strengths and weaknesses. And with having four kids, we've developed this, I don't know, this different type of bond where we can like, I feel like we can just read what we need from each other in certain moments. And I feel like that's really, really helpful. And seeing Mark kind of develop into the dad that he is over the course of a few kids has been so much fun. I seriously feel like the more kids we have, the more we have grown together. I just, I don't know. Cause they're all so different. They have different needs. So he it, like, they all have different personalities, different needs. And I feel like he is able to adjust and I'm able to adjust and it's just, it's chaotic, but it's just so cool at the same time. And I don't know, I don't know if that rambling helps, but I honestly just feel like, It's been really interesting when I'm like sitting here retrospectively looking at it. I'm like, wow. Yeah, we really have grown together and we really do like bounce off each other and balance each other really well.
2: I love that answer. And what I heard from it is like you guys have this like checking in on each other, even if it's not verbal, like if one of you is getting to your limit, the other one wants to help because we understand, okay, we got four kids. Now we need both of us to be like as sane as you can be with four kids. So like, let's do this together and check in on each other. I love that. Well, I know one thing that I've shared with you before, and I really want to honor it right now, is how proud I am of you for showing up in a very vulnerable way. You don't always make things look easy or straightforward, even with all of your experience as a mom and even with all of your experience as that nurse and lactation consultant. I wanted to know why does that feel like an important part of your business for you?
0: So as I kind of said a little bit before, touched on a little bit before with a few of my kids, I had pretty bad postpartum anxiety and or depression or rage, which was like a big mental health thing that I had to go through to get to where I am. So I think that some of that, not all of it, but some of it stemmed from what I saw on social media as normal, like these moms who were just like dressed to the nines, which everybody has their form of self care. And I've kind of come to understand that now a little bit more. So for some women, that's getting ready every morning and feeling really good. And that's great. And I'm all for that. But I felt like my feed at that time was inundated with all of these like, gorgeous moms with white homes, their babies always looked happy, breastfeeding always went well, like everything was just hunky dory all the time. And It made me feel like my screaming colicky baby, like I was the worst parent on earth and sent me into a spiral. So I feel like it has been eye-opening going through having four kids and struggling with different things. And that was part of why I built this brand was helping mom see like the real side of it. And I'm more than happy to share that because I'm a pretty open book in general. Like I can talk to anybody. I'm I'm happy to share stuff with people that other people may not share, you know. And I felt like it was a huge part of postpartum that gets completely dismissed, swept under the rug, overlooked. People don't talk about it. So I just felt like kind of shedding some light on the realities of motherhood and like, hey, having four kids or three older kids and a baby doesn't look like rainbows and butterflies all the time. Now, are there times when it does? Hell yeah. Hell yeah, there are. But there are definitely times when it's challenging, even for me with my experience, even for me as a fourth time mom there still are challenges that I have to face and realities of, you know, a blowout or just like having a hard night where my baby's not sleeping and the other kids get woken up or, you know, things that so many of us deal with. And I feel like a huge part of my brand is letting other moms know that they are not alone because that is always how I felt. And I think that is what triggered all of my mental health stuff that I dealt with in the past was, feeling so isolated and so alone. Like I was doing something wrong because it, my life wasn't looking like what I see on TV or social media for these women who have babies. Like, why am I struggling? These people aren't struggling. Why am I struggling? I'm a, I'm a freaking mom, baby nurse, and I'm struggling. Like what is going on? So again, I just wanted to kind of show the side of real motherhood and help women feel some solidarity. If their baby's also not sleeping, like babies don't always sleep through the night by eight weeks, you know, they don't have an alarm clock that goes off and they're like, Oh, I'm supposed to be sleeping all night, you know? So I I just feel like it's, it's kind of built this community where we can talk with each other and relate to each other and be like, Oh my gosh, yes. Like I went through this too. And it was so difficult, like just sending you good vibes. Like that's all it is, you know, not trying to like give advice on sleep or anything like that. It's just, Hey, we're going through this right now. Like if you're in it too, I feel, you.
1: Well, on the baby blowouts and the unkept house, like that is real life unless you are like going crazy trying to keep (laughs) everything together but in amy and i talk about this often think back to when we were first-time moms Mm -hmm. like that perfect vision of motherhood of the the superwoman mentality like i have it all together that was what was popular like that's what we saw on instagram that's what i saw on pinterest pinterest was really big back then and (laughs) (laughs) it was like okay how can everything be in its place how can we make life look as good as possible and feel as in control and then you realize in motherhood in parenthood Like that feeling of control it's not real like it can't be part of your life all the time (laughs) and maybe with I mean if you try really really hard so I had a very very similar experience as you with that you know the first baby and just trying to keep it all together and then I also suffered from postpartum anxiety the vibe that I was seeing wasn't what I was experiencing so you being able to show that like this is hard like this is motherhood it is beautiful Mm -hmm. And it is hard oh, like important. that just it humanizes everything about what you're doing. And as the expert, it makes you also look real because what you're experiencing as an expert is also what these mothers who don't have the background and experience and research right. and education have. So it's just so important to see that carry. You. Oh, and you're doing so many things. So your Instagram account, <laughs> your business, along with being yeah. a mom, a partner, a friend, like you are touching the world in so many ways. Our community is wondering, how do you make the working side of your work?
0: Oh my gosh. I don't even know. Some days, to be honest, a lot of soda. (laughs) Um, I, I feel like I have to set boundaries for myself. And sometimes Mark is able to work from home and that really helps me personally. I know everybody's situation looks a little bit different, but There are times when he's able to work from home and I do send my older children to school and daycare. So as of right now, I just have Teddy home with me. I'm kind of taking an extended maternity leave to figure out like, what am I gonna do as far as going back to the hospital, working PRN, you know, that type of thing. So as of right now, I'm home with Teddy and I'm still trying to do like Instagram and education and courses and this type of work. And my thought is, You know, I have to let Mark know if, let's say I have a meeting or something like that. I just try to let him know ahead of time to see if maybe he can pull a work from home day and just hang with Teddy for that hour while I do the meeting. Like I have to ask for help when I need it is essentially what I'm getting at. And then as far as like working outside the home, when I do that, I send my kids to daycare. I send, you know, try to get help from other sources. Like I try to outsource as much as I possibly can. As far as like Instagram and that type of thing, I am a one woman show for the most part. I have like a little bit of help with design and things like that. But as far as the content, that's me. And Sometimes it gets overwhelming in the sense that, you know, you have all of these questions and you're wanting to get back to everybody, but then you've got a family. It is a really hard balance. And honestly, I don't have like a specific answer on how to balance it. I just try to like, <laughs> I am very type B though, too. So I I kind of fly by the seat of my pants and just you know, I'm like, it'll work out. We're going to figure it out. It'll be fine. It'll work out. You know, we try to plan and outsource as much as we can, but then when times are tough or you just, you can't get the help that you need on a certain day, you just try to make it work. Family obviously comes first every time. So I just do what I can. I don't know.
2: Yeah. I mean, and it makes sense because that's like, that's what you're teaching to your community too is like, we're not going to get this done perfectly, but sometimes if we can get something done and it helps someone, it was worth it. So yeah. Carrie, it has been an absolute honor to interview you. Thank you so much for coming on herself and please let everyone know where they can find more of you.
0: Absolutely. So my Instagram is Carrie underscore locker. The last name is L O C H E R. I know that's, (laughs) that's a different one. And then caring for postpartum caring with a K for postpartum.com is my website with courses and merch and all kinds of fun things.
1: Uh, well, thank you again so much, Carrie. And for those of you who are listening, let this episode just give you the permission to always be in a state of learning. Like I learned so much on this episode. I learned so much from you. always carry everything from hacka tips to get rid of clogged milk ducts to yeah. different ways that you can store breast milk. I mean, you literally cover it all. So make sure that you're following Carrie. And for those of you who got something out of this, which I know we all have, make sure to share it to your Instagram account. It's a way that you can help our podcast grow and get this message into more ears thanks again Carrie
0: thank you so much.